the great commandment. We think of the commandments of the Lord, we think of the Ten Commandments when we think of the commandments, and they're all great, they're all wonderful, they're all needful in our life. But we want to talk about this morning uh, the one that has really impressed me uh, this week and and just kind of talked to me about (coughs) serving the Lord. And when we serve the Lord, we, God has give, forgiven us of our sins when we have asked that forgiveness. And He has forgiven us, and it is great to be able to serve the Lord. And we thank the Lord for that. So if you look in Romans, the 12th chapter, and we're going to go over in the book of Matthew just a little later, but the, in Romans, the 12th chapter, and the first verse says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do we do that? And we do that by the greatest commandment, the first commandment of the Bible, of the the Ten Commandments. And there's people that we have talked to and you have seen, and, and they're saying, well, I'm living by the Ten Commandments. But sometimes, not, not sometimes, but you have to go deeper than just live by the Ten Commandments. You must be saved. You must be born again. And we look at verse in Matthew, the 22nd chapter, and the, and the 37th verse. Let's start with the 34th, 34th verse in Matthew. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked a question, tempting him and saying, Master, What is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus answered and said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto those shall love thy neighbor as thyself. We love, and we look at that, and it said, And of these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. We look at the great commandment, and as I said, there's many things that we see and we do and we hear people, and as I said, that's something we learn at an early age. Probably Gloria's classes went through learning the Ten Commandments. If not, I'm sure they've touched on it many times. That's something that we, that we put into the minds of our children. I remember that as growing up, the Ten Commandments. I also remember as the golden rule in our house, our mother and father, uh, <clears throat> my mother especially, taught us to be and <clears throat> to love one another. And I believe when we break the great commandment, if we see the first when it says, <clears throat> this is the first and the greatest commandment, which we've already read, it says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. When we put that into practice or when we put that into motion in our life, I don't want to call it a practice because serving the Lord is real. It's not just a practice. It's something that we really depend upon. We really get our blessings through the Spirit of the Lord. And when we became saved, whenever God has, whenever Jesus Christ came into our life and we were saved by that grace, we begin to feel and we begin to know the reason why uh, that He sent His Son. And we realize today that He sent His Son for you and I. But the great commandment I'm talking about this morning is serving the Lord with all 
all of our mind, with all of our heart, and with all of our soul. We think of that. And we see people sometimes today, or we may even say ourselves sometimes, well, I, the Ten Commandments, I don't cheat, I don't lie. That's true. We probably don't. Uh, you know, and you say, I'm still living a good life. Uh, and, and that may be very well true. But what I'm trying to instruct myself this morning to me to, to look upon my life is I must and, ought and am, I don't want to say that, born again. I'm glad that there come that time in life that his spirit spoke to me, that I was lost uh, without him. I did not know, even though I knew the Ten Commandments. I sat in Sunday school class at a young age and learned, and, and we rehearsed, and we recited, we, we memorized, I guess is the name of some of the scriptures uh, that we learned in, in, in school. And that's wonderful, and that's great. And as I was thinking of our children this morning, how God has, has, has implanted in their life the goodness of God. We know that today day from the, seeing our children interact with loving and serving him in our, in our services. But I think it's the Ten Commandments, and I think of the greatest commandment that we've already said, the great two there was uh, to love thy neighbor. And I believe that whenever the Lord has came, whenever God has came into our life and forgiven us of our sin, the Ten Commandments is going to be pretty easy. Why? Because the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. When we have that love in our heart, the hatred leaves. When we have that love of God in our heart, the stealing leaves. When we have the love in our heart, the lying will leave. Now, when we have that love of God, we have no other image before us. I'm not against things in this life of having great things and wonderful things and doing things, but I know when we when I put them before God, that is a sinful thing. I'm not keeping that commandment as I'm talking about this morning, the great commandment to love the Lord thy God. When we love him more than anything, when we talked in Sunday school, Brother Scott was teaching us, uh, you, you know, there's things in life uh, that happens, uh, but when we have the love of God in us, uh, things begin to smooth out uh, just a little bit smoother when we know that God is, is there to protect us in all of our ways. The great commandment, love the Lord thy God with all of thine heart. As I said, there's people says, you know, I can live by the Ten Commandments, and that's great, and that's wonderful, and that is, that, is, that is good. But we must be born again because the Bible told Nicodemus, marvel not, you must be born again. But the Bible also says, and as we looked, and I've, I've, I've preached on it a time or two about, about the, the, the young, rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And he began to tell him. And he said, I've kept all of those for my youth. He said, yeah, but there's one thing that thou liketh. I'm not reading it from the Word. But there's one thing that thou liketh. It says, go sell your possessions and give to the poor. And I believe maybe he had already. I'm just thinking in my terms uh, that he might have already realized, you know, there's more. He re did realize there was more to it. Or he might not have asked that question, what must I do? But friends, let me tell you, God is in control of everything that we do. Everything that happens, he is in control. Why do we see things happening? I can't answer that. Only God can. And he is in control. Our Father, which is in heaven, is in control of everything. If you and I could do things about it, wouldn't we be in a mess today? I think we had 28, I believe it was in Sunday school this morning, more 26 and then there's some more come in for morning worship but there's things that you and I might not see exactly the same way but I want to tell you we're serving a God that is perfect and he's doing it just the way that it needs to be done 
regardless of how you and I may feel. We talked a little bit about faith in Sunday school this morning, and that's what we live on. That's how we live is by faith through loving Jesus Christ. The Lord takes care of us. Yes, he does. But that great commandment says, uh, whenever we serve uh, the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, thy mind, and thy soul, we think of that today as one of the greatest blessings, and it is the greatest blessing we could ever have in serving him. You say, Pastor, the Ten Commandments is not important. That's not what I'm saying. The Ten Commandments are important, and they will continue to be important. But there is also, we must remember that first great commandment, serve the Lord, trust the Lord, live for the Lord. Let him guide your life. But God knows mine and your heart from the very intent of our heart. He knows the intent of our life. He knows, and he keeps us. He don't only keep us, he protects us in every way that we possibly walk through this walk of life. I believe that God is, a, I don't only believe, I know, because I read it in the Word, that God is a great big God, and he takes care of every situation in life. And I still refer to that scripture many times, that he'll never put more on us than we can bear. It doesn't exactly read like that, but that's, that's what it is telling us. And I'm not trying to add to or take away from the Bible, but he takes care of the very needs that we have. You have needs in your lives. We have needs probably daily in our lives that we look forward to uh, of God taking care of, and he does. If we were to ask you the question, uh, how was your week this week? Many, some of you would say, great. I know I'd ask Brother Chris, and he's had a great week. Many of us, many of you, you may have went through a battle in time, but we remember what it says, and I believe you're doing that with all of your heart, is that you're loving God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. Oh, yeah. Throughout the week, we have different things that happen. We have different decisions that we have to make. And God is always there to help us. He gives us that decision. I have made bad decisions in life. And my wife kind of, I mean, in the natural, and she kind of reminds me of that once in a while, not that she really uh, <clears throat> wants to leave or anything because of the bad decisions. But I, uh, I think uh, I, we have. And we have made decisions. It's not sometimes that you kind of wish you had back, you know. But that's like throwing a rock once it's gone, you know. You can't hardly get it back. But I remember what the Word says. I am with you always. He takes care of that needs in our life, the decisions we make. You know, when we make a bad decision, that doesn't always end there. We will some other time. We, we probably won't make that same bad decision, but we may make another one. But aren't you glad you made that choice, that decision, that choice of serving Jesus Christ when he thumped your heart's door and, and, and was uh, giving you that opportunity to say, Lord, please forgive me. Start me on this right road. Give me that, give me that uh, security that I need. Thank the Lord. We were talking earlier with some of the people back in the good old days, and this something happened that is frightful to us. Uh, I believe it was last Thursday, maybe yeah, it was Thursday, I believe it was, or maybe Wednesday, Thursday, that this uh, man tried to pick up a young lady uh, that was walking to school in the small town of Somersville. Small town. He had approached her in the car, and she didn't get in. And he went on and turned around, so the, so the news says, came back and tried to get her to get in, and she went to a nearby house. Uh, they haven't found the man yet, praying God that, Lord, they will. 
Uh, you know, say, is that a good prayer? Well, yeah, I believe it is because we don't need that. But that happens. We see this in our larger town. But this happened just a few miles away. But God had touched her. God had moved in this girl's life. What, what do you mean God has? She knew to go receive help instead of saying, yeah, I'll do this. Uh, friends, That the devil is working in every possible avenue that he knows how to work. Uh, he is trying his best uh, to, convict, uh, to convince people that doing things is okay whenever the word is strictly against uh, uh, the things of this world. It said in that chapter, do not be conformed to this world. Friends, we must stay. Our minds must be clear from the things that not maybe clear. We think of it, but we give God the praise and glory and keep praying for the needs of our people today. How great is God? He's great, greatly to be praised. Why? Because he saved you. He saved me. He brought us from the world of sin into a world of eternity. What do you mean, Pastor? We've not reached it yet. No, we're striving for it. We're striving daily for that eternal home. And there's coming that day when our time is going to expire, if that's a good word, to use. But that time is coming. And that's one appointment that we'll never, we will never get away from. You can't call and cancel that one. We called and cancel your doctor's appointment. You may call and cancel your hair appointment. Uh, yeah, I'll have mine cut by this weekend, I'm t I'll assure you. Uh, my wife uh, reminded me uh, that to get an appointment, and I did, but it was a day that I couldn't go, so it's, I let it grow two more days. Uh, no, it'll be a week. But what I'm saying is we can cancel those, but this is one, this is one appointment that will not be canceled. It will be there because he said, I've gone to prepare a place for you that where I am you may be also. What day is that going to be? I have no idea. But that day will come and we will make that appointment. But as we're striving in this world, we keep that first commandment in order in our life. You think, well, Pastor, do you have to refer to that a lot? Yeah, sometimes I do. It's because I need to remember what that verse says, to serve the Lord thy God with all of my mind, with all of my heart, and with all of my soul. I may not be reading it in that order, but that's what the Word is telling us today. We see people that is unhappy in this world today because they're not reading the, great, the first great commandment. We look at that situation in life. We see it in our schools. We see it, and I'm not saying that against our staff and against our, our faculty in schools. Uh, it, the, the Missouri, uh, many of the school laws uh, uh, sometimes won't allow things. But, friends, let me tell you something. Having God in the center of our lives helps those that are in need. Aren't you glad that people can come to you and come to me and say, uh, are you, uh, 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 what about this? I had, a, I had a person to ask me just this week about a situation in, in, in life, and he tells me, he says, I don't know much about the Bible, but would you answer a question for me? And he referred the question to me, and I said, it's pretty plain, folks. And he said, well, I thought that's what you would say, not going into what he had asked, but, but he said, you know, he said, I, I really need, I really need to read the Bible more. He said, do you really feel like 
that we're coming down. He said, we hear people saying, and we're seeing the situation of this world. Now, remember, he's not a church-going person. He, he's a good moral man, and he raised a family that is that is has as, as got morals. But, friends, let me tell you, he, will, he told me, and he and his wife, were, were, as we were visiting, I don't go to church. I don't, I don't, I don't do this. I, I, time is too valuable. And I said, well, there's coming that day. When value is not going to mean nothing to you because this, this what you're doing and the life you're living without God, uh, you know your chances are slim. And, and I said it with it. I tried to say it with a love, as uh, as that verse, "Love your neighbors as thyself." And I thank a lot of this man and his family. But friends, if you don't have God, if you don't have God, the values of your life and this life is not going to mean anything. It's going to be like, it's, it, well, the Bible tells us life is like a vapor here and then gone. But we can, we can accumulate. We can be blessed, I guess is a, is a word for it. We can be blessed of what we have, and God has blessed us. God has blessed them. But they're still like the rich young ruler. He has not. He and his wife. And I'm not telling you something that they didn't tell me in, in, in a, just in, in their place of business. But they did not realize the importance of serving God, but coming that day, coming that day, we're hopefully that God, that they will find the Lord before it's too late. Like I said, they're good people. They really are, and I, I would, I would, I would, I, I'm blessed to know them, but there come that, there's coming that time where that scripture, the greatest command, commandment is to serve the Lord thy God. Because I refer to that, and, and, and he also did as well. He said, you know me. He said, I've not never stole anything. I've not never cheated anybody. I've not done this, and I've not done that. And I'm not saying they've got great things that they, they image, they put image in God and, and, and think more. I'm just saying the life that they live is a life that, of, of, of comfort for them, if you want to say that. But there's still that time that they need to really accept what God has asked them to do, the first commandment. The first commandment. I, I told them, when I left, I shook hands with them and said, I hope you didn't take that as a, I'm preaching to you. And, and I just wanted to let you know that that's the way life is. And he said, no. He said, I've always heard it that way. Always believed, not that it makes it right that I said it. But he said, I know, I know that we should do, but we don't. And that's sad to touch to visit with people that's got good morals. We were pastoring this church one time, and a great friend of mine, his morals was outstanding, the whole family. And seemingly like that was the hardest, them's the hardest people to touch is because they watch mine and your soul, our lives, whether we're doing wrong or whether we're not, and mostly when loving Jesus, we're trying to not do wrong when we do that but they think they feel that their life is pretty secure they feel that they're doing fine because they're moral they don't do anything they live by the ten commandments they live they live uh, they, they they believe in the verse the great commandment but they just haven't found that time to find him as a personal savior this guy got saved before he passed meant few years before he passed away we weren't his pastor. In fact, we didn't even attend church with him. But he seen me, and he said, I guess you heard that I got saved. And I said, yeah. 
And he said, you know, of all the times that I've told you, you know, that I, and I don't want to say that he was sarcastic, but all the times I would say, well, I'm just as good as so-and-so. And he used that, and many people do. But he said, there's a feeling that come over me when I received the Lord that I can't explain how it was that made me forget about what good of person. What I mean, he still kept his morals, don't get me wrong. But, he, but there was a feeling he felt like he was okay. But when he became saved, he knew that he was okay then, see. When God saves our soul, we became a new creature, and the old things pass away. We look at people, or I do, look at people today, and wonder what kind of a, how their soul, how their life is in, in life. And I'm really, unless I've really got a good, opportunity to ask them you know but people watch us and we watch people we see people daily and you know as decisions are made in our lives sometimes and I'm really I'm really bad for getting the first uh, yeah opinion I guess that's a word of someone been proven wrong can you imagine that me being proved wrong but being proven wrong but, friends, God has got a way of melting the hardest heart. And how he's going to do it, I have no idea. But he, through his love, yeah, that's one thing, because he loves us. He loves us. We love and we cherish, cherish all of our thoughts uh, that we love and try to help each other. But as we look at this scripture again today, for Jesus said unto thou shalt love, because the question, the, the question was asked by a lawyer master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Maybe he knew that. Maybe he just wanted to hear Jesus say that. Maybe he already knew that. Just like when I was visiting with this couple, they realized that they knew right from wrong. They realized that there is a God. And I, I'm not saying that he, he, he didn't say that. I'm just saying that But they realized that. But he kept referring to Seem like we're so busy. Seem like we're so busy. And, 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 and probably are with what, all they've got going on in their life. But there comes that time, that busyness, the accumulation that we have in this walk of life. And I'm not against the accumulation. I've got to, we've got several things at our house uh, that we, we accumulate. And, and some things are, are good and, and, and some things are, what I mean by bad, we make bad decisions. And I've already, go, I'm not going into that. But anyway, what I'm saying is, but God, but, but still having the love of God and having that first commandment implanted in our heart because I've got to serve the Lord thy God with all of my heart, my mind, and my soul. When we get the priorities straight, when we think that from the first commandment to the very tenth one, but remembering that is the greatest, and the second one is love thy neighbor. Love, as many times as I have said, there's a song said, love will roll the clouds away. The clouds may seem dark. We go through trials in life. We go through heartaches in life. But we still remember that verse of Scripture, the first great commandment. But as I said, love is there and love will continue. Isn't it great? It's uh, whenever someone crosses uh, us and sometimes it's kind of hard to keep from, <laughs> keep from saying what we really, <laughs> but having the love of Jesus Christ. I don't know if that was put in the Word of God. I don't believe it. I've never found it where it says count to ten before you speak. 
You know, that's a saying uh, before you speak. But the Lord really sometimes when we speak, if we just wait just a moment, God will give us the right words to say. God will intervene in our life, and he will guide and direct us in going the directions we need to go. Sometimes we may have to make a decision on just that quick. And if it's a bad decision that we have made, aren't you glad to know that our Father, which is in heaven, forgives us of that, and we go back and make it right with that person if we've offended someone or if we've made a bad choice. God forgives us of that. He gives us that opportunity to make it right. And isn't that wonderful today? He gives us that opportunity. That's why people today that live uh, waiting, uh, they live a life, and then it comes down to their deathbed, or it comes down to the time that their health is failing fast. Uh, and I, I want to say this on a positive. I want to say this on a give God the praise and glory. But they find that peace that I'm talking about this morning. They have lived the life of plenty. They have lived the life of leisure, so to speak, if that's the way they want to live. But then there came that time that they realized that there must be something more because their time is drawing near. Someone may have given, given them that, uh, that, that them scriptures of putting God first in your life. We look at that. We see God. There are some people, there was a man told me one day that he didn't believe in deathbed repentance. And I'm not going to argue the point, but I was thinking about the thief on the cross God saved him, and we can be saved. I'm not saying that you ought to try it. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, but there is power in the blood, power in the blood of Jesus Christ. We can be saved. I wouldn't advise it. I don't advise it. Living for Christ is one of the greatest lives. Vicky's dad and I have shared this before. He said if there wasn't anything, and I know he believed. I really believe that. I, uh, he said, but if there wasn't anything, to going to heaven, it's still a good life to live. It is, but there is something better, and that is going to heaven when our life is ended. When is our life ending? When God is finished with us. My mom can't speak. She don't even know who I am. I'm talking about if you, the, the, lady, the people that has Alzheimer's or dementia. They, they don't even know me. But God is still not finished. Why? Well, they're not going to know. God is still not finished. They read that scripture. They lived that life, the great commandment. The great commandment, it says, love the Lord. Referring to Vicky, and excuse me, pardon me for this, but about, his, about her grandmother. that we had, In fact, that's where Vicky seemingly got to go to church because her dad at one time felt like he was too busy and couldn't but her grandmother taking her. And she was in the Mountain View nursing home. And she has got dementia or Alzheimer's or both, I guess, or whatever. And to me, if there was a person that I would love my life to be patterned after would be her. I believe that there wasn't a greater Christian, and I'm not the judge. But she would never, never do anything that was not right, or, or, or she, if she made a mistake, God forgave her. But in the later years, she had dementia. And she was to the point that it was just pretty bad. In fact, in the last few months of her life they didn't even let her out of the award there the ward there because of her mind but this was something that she done untotally that was against her way of life because of her mind and Vicky's dad got really upset and he made this statement I'm not coming back to visit her anymore 
because of the way, the carrying on that she has done. But friends, let me tell you something. They're not in their right mind when that happens. They have served the Lord many years, and they're not in their right mind. So I can't hold that against someone that knows and was a Christian and is still is a Christian. God can handle that. He was one of the ones that says, why does God continue to let her live in a situation like that if when she lived such a good, moral, godly life, not just moral, but godly life. But I say God was not finished. That's just one. You may have them in your family. You may know the need in your family. But God is still in control. He looks at us, and we look at him. We look at the blessing. We don't see him face to face, but we look at him and the spirit that he lays upon us. And we believe what that word says with all. Not just part, with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Now, I don't believe that we need to sit home in a little glassed-in cage because of the situation of the world. Because we look around us and we see this. We see the world falling, crumbling around us. But you and I and every Christian has got the assurance of an eternal resting place someday. And it's not going to be in the city cemetery. That's just where this old earthly body is going to be laid. And we'll be turned back to dust. But I'm talking about, yeah, the funeral possession will go on and you'll go out there and the minister will make a few comments at the graveside. The body will be lowered in the grave. There they are. But I'm talking about an eternal home. That's just a resting place uh, for this old body, uh, for the old clay. But the resting place I'm talking about is our heaven above. God is going to give us that eternal life. He's already given us that, that <clears throat> promise of eternal life, having that, remembering today that great, that great commandment, loving the Lord. Friends, when we have the love, when you have love, there's no other way. No other blessing that can ever be it. No other blessing. Love and the golden rule and the golden rule. Isn't that great to know that God so loved me that he gave me this chance again and again. He protects me in every way. Aren't you glad of that today? The great commandment, loving the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, with all of thy soul, with all of thy mind. Father, we thank you this morning. We love you. We appreciate you, Lord. We appreciate your blessings of life. We thank you, Lord, for the love that you have given to us. We thank you, Lord, for our precious people that has prayed and kept, uh, kept us on your list, Lord, of serving and worshiping with them and with you. We thank you, Lord, that for our people... God, it is so precious and having the meaning of life that we're talking about this morning, the great commandment. Lord, we thank you for that today. We ask you to bless the needs of each and every one in our church. Bless our people, Lord, that is not able to be with us. Continue to touch their lives, those that are sick. We pray, God, to move upon them. Give them the blessings that they need. Guide and direct our souls, Lord, that they be one today. Lord, that may be in a doubt of how great you are. Know how great you are. We love you and we thank you for that today. Give them that peace and happiness, Lord. Touch their lives. Go with us and guide us. And we'll give your name the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.